think, um, you know, there's been a lot of those moments where it's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just want to give up, um, you know, and, but you can't. You just got to ride it out. And that's the resilience piece. What's up? Thank you so much for stopping by the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm so very excited that you're here. I'm Katie Kremitzos. This podcast exists because it is a place for you to access very authentic stories from businesswomen so you can hear the ups, the downs, the tools, the strategies, all sorts of good stuff so that you can let it impact your business the way that you need to right now. If this is your first time stopping by the podcast, thank you so much. I really appreciate that you're here. If you're a longtime listener, you rock, you're awesome. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to these stories. There always, always is something to learn here. And whether you're new or a longtime listener, make sure that you go opt in at bizwomenrock.com because you will not only get updated on what's going on on the podcast, but you will definitely get into the trenches of the entire Biz Women Rock community, which includes a lot of phenomenal resources for you, okay? bizwomenrock.com. Woo! You are in for such a treat today because my guest is Kim Pickett of Kimbo Design. She's a Canadian-based company uh, who happens to be based in one of my favorite cities ever, Vancouver. And um, and so she, Kimbo Design is like this all-in-one, um, one-stop shopping for your branding, your advertising, your marketing, your traditional marketing, your non-traditional marketing, your websites, your social media, all of that stuff. If you need your brand your image out there if you need to um, utilize your brand and image to get people to you. That's why you go to Kim and her team. She's a boutique business that has built an amazing business. I mean, really, really awesome, big business for being such a boutique uh, company. And um, and the, this conversation is specifically interesting. Uh, and we hit on a couple of really interesting topics such as why and how she goes after awards, um, like public awards, in order to make an impact on her business, what that impact really is, um, and why she takes her time to do that. Because if you've ever been nominated for an award or you've like like submitted an, your own nomination to want to win an award, it's a lot of paperwork. <laughs> it's a lot of BS. Um, but she talks very blatantly about why she does it, um, what the impact has been, and what it's all about. I thought it was very cool. And I should say that she literally just uh, was honored with one being one of Canada's top 100 female entrepreneurs. So wow. I mean, that's awesome to be able to say that. So huge congratulations to her. Um, we also talk about uh, kind of the strategy to Utilize the award when you don't don't even win it. That was incredibly helpful that she talked about. So you're going to hear a little bit about that. Um, she talked about her company's strategies on Facebook and uh, not just Facebook, but on social media and how they leverage social media for brand recognition uh, for herself, what's working for their brand, as well as what's working for their clients. And then ultimately, um, we talk about resilience and the amount of resilience this girl has is incredible and you're going to hear that towards the latter part of the interview when she starts talking about some of her lowest moments that she's had um and you know 
look, we've all fallen on our faces eight zillion times and continue to do so. And so it's always so helpful to hear when other people do it and um, what keeps us getting back up. And that's what you're going to hear from Kim. So let's get rolling. Kim, what is going on, girl? Thank you so much for being on the show today. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm doing Thanks very well. Thanks for having well. me on the show today. Absolutely. I'm really glad that you're here. Uh, you're coming to us from Vancouver, Canada, which um, is, I didn't mention this before, but this is one of my favorite cities in the entire world. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a beaut. It is so, I, I was there, um, God, it had to be about a decade or so ago. And um, I just remember being very aware that it was so diverse. Is that, I mean, is that still the case? Yeah, it's it's diverse. It's it's a growing population. Uh, real estate here is sky high, um, but it's it's because it's so beautiful. The 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 landscape and the surroundings and the mountains really inspirational place to live. Like best place to live in the world, I think. Yeah. And I think it was actually ranked second best place to live. Really in the world? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. A few years back. But, um, right on, man. Yeah, no. It's definitely worth yeah, a visit. So I, I love that. I love that city. It's beautiful. Yeah. So um, I'm really excited that you're here, much more beyond the fact that you live in Vancouver. But um, you have created an amazing business with Kimbo Designs. And uh, and for everyone listening, I'm so excited to be able to share kind of the insides of that and the whole journey behind it. Um, so you guys, you guys do a lot of like website design, you do social media design, you do campaigns, all sorts of uh, all sorts of things to be able to help people represent themselves and brand themselves. Can you talk a little bit about how you even got interested in that stuff in the first place? Sure, no problem. Uh, so when I started, I actually started as an artist, and I was going to university to study um, sculpture. And um, I took a multimedia class in university thinking that it was an art class, that there was drawing, painting, and uh, sketching. And when I got there, there was uh, a lab full of computers. And so I was an artist, and I wasn't about business. I wasn't about making money. And I entered the class, and I said to the teacher, I think, I, you know, I have the, the wrong class. I thought this was an, an art class. And he said, Oh, no, 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 just sit down, just sit down and try it out. I think you're going to love it because it, <laughs> it, 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 it mixes photography and art and everything together. So I sat down, opened up Photoshop, and then I never looked back. So that's wow. how I got into design. And uh, so I switched my course of art and right into uh, graphic design and web design. I love the fact so, that I love yeah. the fact that you like pointed out you're like I I was an artist and I didn't care about making money. <laughs> I mean that tends to be I know it's a really horrible bland general statement but that tends to be pretty true. When did you start caring about making money with art? Well, after um living in Toronto and going to school in um uh going to university and living that that life of not having money and being in debt um I was also kind of working as a bartender and, and I was actually making good money. And so that's when, you know, the taste of money actually came to me <laughs> because, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a normal part-time job. It was like, it was a, a bartending gig that 
you, you know, you're, you make as much tips as you want to put in right. in terms of being, you know, um, having great customer service and, and, you know, hustling and, and, and making and selling a lot. Right. So mm-hmm. I took that into, uh, freelancing and design and into my company too, because hmm. it's the same, same principles as bartending. Right. And I use that and that really, really helped actually. So as you were freelancing, um, how were you, uh, like, how are you getting all these kind of like one-off jobs? What kind of stuff were you doing? Uh, as I was freelancing, I, I was, um, doing everything, everything to, um, uh, photography shoots, uh, flyers for nightclubs, uh, one page websites, anything that I could get my hands on to build my portfolio. You know, I was, I was doing, I also, you know, did when I first came to Vancouver, I had, I was jumping on every sort of project and, um, the porn industry here in Vancouver is pretty big, which I didn't know. And, Did you say the porn um, industry? I, <laughs> I just want to make sure I heard that correctly. <laughs> Did you say the porn industry? <laughs> I was asked to do um, <laughs> a logo, a logo for for the the porn industry, and that was that was a very interesting project that didn't go anywhere. I, I tried and I just couldn't get into the industry, so um, yeah, it was uh, not a very successful project. <laughs> But, you know, a lot of things come through the door and you have to have an open mind and, and I did, but that didn't that didn't work out. And right. um but there were, you know, other projects that came to me in terms of when I was bartending at a nightclub in Vancouver, um, some some corporate uh companies, startup and that really helped me kind of build the portfolio. Hmm. And then when um I got really busy, and I decided to rent out an office space because I was working in my bedroom in, in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. That was my office. So as soon as I moved into a space, that's when things took off. I guess, you know, in terms of perception, people see you as bigger. Right. If you have an office space, and it was in Yale Town, and it, it was, well, it was for a really good price, so I got a really good deal. And it was a loft office and set up re- really nicely for a, a design firm. Wow. And that's when things kind of took off. And then I knew that this was something that I was going to do full time and I had to put my all into it. Was it at that point that you kind of made that transition and stopped the bartending and said, okay, I'm doing this, I'm, I'm going all in? Exactly. Gotcha. So there comes there comes a point where you have to do that in terms of, you know, some people, entrepreneurs, they do things on the side and, oh, yeah, I'll do this or do that and that one, that one thing and, and it didn't work for me. There was, you have to really focus, like for me to be successful, I, I have to focus. I don't know how it is for other people, but if your time is spread out and you're doing something else, I just don't think that you can give you know, one company or all, right? So I had to make that choice. And it was the best choice. Yeah. It was a very good choice. 
So you officially yeah. started like, okay, now is that when Kimbo Designs was really like, like official, like, okay, this is what it is. You may have been the only, only person there as of now, but okay, this is what I've gotten now. I'm building, you know, bigger and bigger clientele. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So when I moved into the office space, I had contractors working for me. Mm-hmm. Because I, I couldn't do it all. So I would get a project and then have contractors that would do the programming or the design. And that's when things kind of started getting busier and busier. Now, um, how, what were your some of your strategies to actually gaining more and more clientele? Like, how are you finding more clients? Um, you know, obviously you had been building your, uh, your portfolio for quite some time, but how are you, how are people finding you? Like, what were you doing? Um, well, in, in terms of clients finding me, uh, Vancouver itself is, is a smaller, um, smaller business, uh, industry, you know, compared to Toronto, let's just say. So, uh, I think I had a East Coast mentality in terms of, following up and, and being diligent in terms of networking and cold calling and emailing people. Um, and then when I did get a project, I followed through. And so there was a, you know, a successful project that would happen and then people would know about it. And then you just kind of build your reputation. Right. And it's a, it's a small community here in Vancouver, even though it's a big city, it's still quite small in terms of, advertising agencies and, and design firms. Mm. So, so I was you, able to build up my re- reputation just by doing good work and yeah. following through. I was going to say, so if you actually get a company who's like, oh, they do what they say they're going to do and they deliver it when they say they're going to deliver, yay, oh my gosh, huge, huge success. <laughs> yes, but you know, in business, sometimes it doesn't happen like that. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> and there's a... I mean, I can't tell you, I can't tell you how many guests have sat there and told me that exact same line in some variation. Like my best marketing has been doing my work, doing my work well and deliver and delivering on what I've promised. And, um, and it, it just happens so much that speaks volumes and it, it, and it only is so powerful because there's so many other businesses who don't do that. Yes, Exactly. Wow. Now, you talked a little bit about, um, you know, before we kind of got on air, you talked a little bit about like the formation of your business. I know you started, um, where exactly did you start, did you say? In Ontario, right? Started in Ontario in in Toronto. Okay, gotcha. So and then you had moved your business. And you had talked a little bit about the formation of the businesses, which I thought was really fascinating. Can you walk us through exactly kind of what that transition has to be? Because, um, that's very different than for those of us who are in the United States, not a lot of us have to think about it at that level that you had to think about. So can you talk a little bit about like the, the logistical kind of formation of your businesses and what happened when you moved? Sure. So I moved from Toronto, which is in Ontario and Canada is, you know, made up of of provinces. So every province has uh, set up for uh, business. So if you go across, uh, Canada and set up a, another business, you have to close the one that you had in that previous province. So I had to uh, close down the one I had in Ontario and then open up a new one in in uh, BC, in Vancouver. Um, and then in 2008, I incorporated. So when I started, I was a sole proprietor 
and um, legally that would expose me to um, liability if I was ever sued and I would have to pay things uh, um, personally. And just for tax reasons, too. You can save taxes if you're incorporated, and there's um, there's just advantages of being incorporated. Um, but your accounting bill does go up. Right, right. Yeah, because you're, you're uh, having to do a lot more. Exactly. And mm-hmm. if you have employees, uh, it's better to be incorporated. So that's mm-hmm. another challenge that I had when I did... Uh, move into my first office in Vancouver, I had contractors working for me. And um, the government came in and said, uh, if you have contractors working for you inside your office that are using your tools and your equipment, then they have to be employees and we need our taxes paid. Oh, wow. So, so then I had to change my whole structure, my corporate structure, to have employees. Hmm. Um, so that was difficult too because the the uh, ad advertising business, um, you know, sometimes you have a project that comes in, it lasts for three months, and then it's done. Right, right. So a lot of people do use contractors just because they can't have them on staff. Right, right. So that was difficult. So I had to really kind of look at my business model and make sure that. It was going to be sustainable to have employees year round, right? Um, Kim, can you do just a quick overview of exactly what your business model is and exactly what you provide? Because it's a service based business model, but and I know I only touched on a few of the things that you do. So, can you give kind of a general overview? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, my business model right now is kind of in transition. Uh, because I'm adding new services to to the model and, and I'm constantly improving our programs and, and what I'm actually selling. So we sell um, graphic design, web design, uh, strategy, uh, metrics, and, um, and online advertising and offline advertising, so your traditional advertising, which is uh, print, transit, bus ads, all that stuff. So I was a design firm um, a few years back, and we just focused on design. Then um, I got into buying media and digital media. And then that comes with uh, online advertising and marketing strategy, campaigns, management, and reporting. So a whole new service offering, um, which is really exciting for us because when a client comes through the door, not only can they get a brand, but they can get a website, and they can also have a program where people can find them. So there's online advertising through Facebook, through Twitter, through through um, LinkedIn, whatever their program is. Right. So Good. they get the full gamut of of services now. You're like the one, one-stop to, shop. Exactly. Yeah. What's one of the biggest challenges you have for being in that industry? Because as the one-stop shop, especially with your non-traditional marketing, especially with your social media and even like your Google ads and all that sort of stuff, that stuff is constantly changing 
and it's constantly yeah. evolving. So to be able to share yeah. and show like ROI, how do you how do you mm-hmm. keep on top of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've uh, you know technology changes the business model in terms of advertising, and and that's why we are so um, able to be flexible because we are small, as opposed to going to a big agency. Um, they can't they can't really handle how technology changes because they can't staff for it. Right. Right. So that's one of our advantages for for our clients is that that they know that we have that one on one with, you know, a Facebook rep or a Twitter rep. Um so we have uh built relationships, especially with Facebook, um, and we know their latest and greatest. So we know what technology is coming out. Uh, the reps are always phoning us up and demoing their products, so we know what to sell to our clients. Right, and we're just, you know, we're always on social media too, so we know what's going to work for different audiences and for different demographics. So, what and, you-, you know, so yep. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah, I was just going to say, uh, social media is really dominating the whole advertising industry right now just because that one-to-one uh, personal connection you have with a brand yeah. is is really, really, um, is, is really sought after mm-hmm. for a lot of the brands. They, they want to get direct to, to that, to that customer, to that client, right? So do you guys, does Kimbo Designs, do you implement some of those strategies that you're finding out about, like that are working really well for some of your clients? Do you guys implement those for your own, uh, for your own sort of client um, uh, funnel of people that are like interested in you? Like I notice you're very, you're very active on Facebook. You're very, you know, Mm -hmm. you're active on Twitter. Um, so what kind of strategies are you guys using right now to be able to not only talk to your client, but potential client and get people interested in you? What's working for you? Sure. Yeah, we, we try out all of our service offerings that we, that we are going to use with our clients because we want to know if they work first, first off. Right, right, right. (laughs) And you guys are the test dummies. <laughs> exactly. Like, and we want to test out the technology so we know how to use it, and you know, so we know how to implement it and track it and that sort of thing, right? Like, we have to know it. We have to know the technology in order to give it to our clients to actually, um, you know, implement it, and and hopefully, you know, it will work, right? Right. Um, so we do try out, especially so- the all the online stuff because that's. That's easy to do. In terms right. of traditional media, I wouldn't go buy a billboard, let's say, because a billboard here is not going to work for for a company like me. Right. But I will, I will try the online advertising because it 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 works kind of for for different audiences, and you can really target and segment, you know, your audiences. So it's so, it's not like mass media buy. Right, exactly. Which is so, which is what I love about like Facebook ads and things like that because you can get so, you can get in front of exactly who you want to get in front of and exactly. not waste your time and money in front of other people who aren't going to care. So like is that kind of specifically for your stuff, like 
what are you doing that is working for your branding and for your pipeline building? Is it Facebook ads? Is it, you know, or like, do you do Twitter ads? Are you doing like different types of posts that you are seeing working? Like what kind of stuff specifically are you seeing that's working for you in that regard? Yeah, for for us, it's, it's uh, more brand awareness about our clients and our case studies. Like, so when we put out a press release about a successful project that we've done with so-and-so client that goes out and that, that would go out to all of our social channels. Um, some of the awards that we've won for some of our work, Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, the client is buying good creative, right? That's Mm -hmm. that's what's going to sell. Anybody can do social media, but if the creative is smart and it's engaging, that's, what's going to make it successful. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Um, You mentioned something in there, and this is way true because I was noticing it in my research of you, is that you guys have won a hell of a lot of awards. Like I was looking on your site and just, I think in a couple of other places, and um, I mean, it was like a full paragraph, a pretty long paragraph of all the different awards that you've won. I I have this question. So like for anyone listening who wants to start applying for awards or win awards and use it as a way to credential and use it as a Mm -hmm. way to say like, hey, look at these awards that we won. Because it does help with, you know, with your branding. It does help with um, being able to sort of give social proof that you guys are good. What, like, were did you win all of those very deliberately? Did you apply for them? Um, Or were Mm -hmm. you nominated for some? Or did you just all of a sudden win something? Like, how did all of those work? And what impact has it really had on your business? Yeah, so in, in terms of submitting work for awards or submitting myself as an entrepreneur for, for awards, um, I, um, through my learnings and, and through talking to other businesses, it was a way to, to gain credibility. Uh, so I put forward, um, put down on paper, you know, a strategy to um, submit work for certain awards for the actual creative work that Kimbo Design does, and then also myself, building up my personal brand, my profile. Um, And I did that about three or four years ago. And uh, it was tough because I have been applying, well, on a personal level, for, um, yeah, about five or six awards a year. And um, these award submissions, they're... It's not very fast to do, right? No, it's you, a pain in the butt. Base, <laughs> you're basically writing a um, a business plan for for your business mm-hmm. every time you submit a, an award. But it's also a great exercise in terms of knowing your business and having goals and objectives for what's next in your business. So. Sometimes, you know, there was a lot of times where I did not get an award and I would always ask for a debrief. That's really important to Mm. to make sure so you know why you didn't get the award and you can learn from, you can learn from not, not winning, right? And I think you can learn a hell of a lot from not winning, right? And I did do that. And actually, um, two weeks ago, I got an award that I was trying to get for the last six years and I ranked. 
So I'm on uh, top 100 female entrepreneurs in Canada, and wow. I'm ranked number 86. Wow. So it took, Congratulations. It, yeah. Thank you. So it took about six years. Wow. <laughs> and now a lot of application and hours, but it, it are, finally hit. Is that top 100 yeah. entrepreneurs in Canada, or is that top 100 female entrepreneurs? Sorry, so it's top 100 female entrepreneurs. Very yeah. cool. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. And so I saw that, that posted yeah. on your Facebook. I thought that was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. So that one is, that's big for me because that's national. That's right. all of Canada. Right. So that's a pretty big one. That's pretty prestigious as well. So um, you, with your particular business, you manage, you manage, a, a, you know, a, a good boutique size team. You have about th- uh, six full-time folks. You have a handful of different contractors that work with you. What mm-hmm. have you learned over these years as far as being a leader and how to really manage that team, especially in a service-based business where you're working, yeah. you have multiple people working on the same projects. You have a lot of logistics going on, lots of expectations from your clients. How do you, what kind of practical things do you do to make sure that the team is all moving forward and that everyone's happy and that clients are happy and like, you know, that you're being a really good leader? Yeah, so leadership, that's that's one of the hardest uh, things to to kind of keep on top of and, and keep, it, it's, it's a constant learning. You know, I, I take courses, I, um, I, take my, my team out for lunches, uh, motivation, you know, courses. There's there's a lot of different things that I'm doing with my HR consultant that's also helping. Um, but it was, it, it's been one of the biggest challenges, I think, in terms of the internal team to have people that um, are, are uh, team members that you trust and to have that... Um, because creativity is such a personal thing to some. So you really have to have a relationship with the people that you work with. Right. Right. Because when times are tough and things are stressful and there's deadlines, people are snappy and everybody has to kind of learn to, to work with everybody's personality. And so that's when, that's where kind of leadership kind of comes in and, and learning techniques and, and kind of motivating the team and, bringing in an HR consultant has been um, uh, a very good move for, for Kimbo. Um, in the, the past years, that was kind of the one thing that I didn't really spend money on in terms of, you know, HR. It was more about financial stuff and bringing in um, business developers, not, not kind of nurturing the, the internal team. So in the past, I would say about a year um, since I have that HR consultant. It's been it's been great, and we we have a really good team right now. So I'm I'm really proud of where we're at right now. Mm. Kim, you've built a, just a really incredible business. What kind of stuff do you do to make sure that you continue to evolve as a businesswoman? To make sure that you are, you know, like constantly learning new things and constantly keeping. Um, kind of your head above the water as far as working on top of your business versus in it? Like, what kind of real things do you do to make sure that you're ahead of the game? Yeah, so being ahead of the game, I think it's being always competitive and, and looking at your competition. Um, so I constantly 
am doing that. Getting out of the office and just kind of going on trips and thinking about the business uh, and sometimes not thinking about the business. I do. I uh, I uh, play amateur beach volleyball and I do soccer. Nice. So I do a lot of sports and I train, I work out. So this really helps me um, be energized and really, and also in the games and in the sports, I kind of take what I've learned from being in a team and, and kind of apply it to the actual company too. So that, that really helps. And resilience, you know, when people strike you down, just get back up. Yeah. And because there's nothing, well, you can't do anything about it. You have to survive. You have to pay the bill. And, and that's, that's the life you chose, right? Yeah. And, and, and I knew that I was not going to be an employee because just my personality, because I like to lead. Um, and I don't like to be told what to do. And, <laughs> and I don't, and <laughs> I think we're all <laughs> nodding so our heads right ways. now. <laughs> In so many ways, I wanted to be in control of how much money I I make, right? Um, and and where it goes, and and not rely on um, an organization. That's just me, though. That's my personality, right? Um, and and as soon as you learn that about yourself, you can then you know have a business and dedicate your life to to your business. What has been one of those down times? You know, you talked about like, uh, you know, you've got to make it work. You know, you got to figure something out. Like what has been one of those moments when it, you were like down in the dumps and didn't know how to turn it around or didn't know what to do and it was not looking very good and you didn't know how you were going to pay payroll, whatever that situation was. What was that moment like and how did you get through it? I think, um, you know, there's been a lot of those moments where it's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just want to give up, um, you know, and, but you can't, you just got to ride it out. And that's the resilience piece. And you just got to be resilient. You know, lots of bad things can happen and they happen every week. There's ups and downs, constant ups and downs. And it feels like, oh, I, I don't think I'm going to get out of this, but you will, you will, you'll find a way. That's what, that's what entrepreneurs do. You know, they find solutions if there's problems. And that's what a designer does, too, and that's what I'm trained to do for my clients. They have a problem, I give them a solution. So I have a problem in my company, then I just try to find solutions to fix it. Mm. And there's been a lot of those problems. It never, it never really ends. <laughs> but you just <laughs> you learn to accept it. As soon yep. as you learn to accept it, any like anything can happen. You yeah, you you're just fine with it, and that's the resilience piece that you have to have as an entrepreneur. Mm. Kim, I want to conclude by asking you, what is the next phase for you? Like, what what do you have coming up in the future? What are you excited about? Like, how what transition are you going through right now? Well, like I said, I'm changing my business model to be more agency. So. Um, with this uh, transition into an agency, uh, there's a new set of clients that I, I'm going to go after. And business development is something that I'm really concentrating on right now on how to um, sell to certain 
Fortune 500 brand. So there's lots of uh, procurement uh, issues that I that I want to kind of figure out, and um, just figuring out to how to compete with the bigger agencies that that have those clients that have those brands. How can I get in there? So that's the exciting part because I know that there is opportunity there. And um, we just have to um, reposition our our brand a little bit, especially online, uh, to really focus and, and target on uh, those potential clients. Love it. And then eventually grow uh, bigger, maybe to ten, and uh, move into um, a building that I might buy in the future. That's that's the five year five-year plan, purchasing commercial space. Very nice. When you yeah. do that, I'm coming to visit you in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, there will be a coffee waiting for you yes. or a cocktail or a cocktail. <laughs> we'll, we'll be like madmen by then. Yes. So there will be some cognac in the boardroom. <laughs> Martinis in the afternoon, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Well, Kim, I really want to thank you so much for this conversation. It's been such a pleasure. And I really I appreciate you, you sharing about your business because it just helps every single one of us learn a little bit more about how we can improve ours and really connect with you and 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 feel like we're not in this journey of entrepreneurialism alone so thank you so much exactly well thank you for interviewing me appreciate it make sure you go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash 223 to get all of these specific show notes for Kim. And remember, if you forget that forward slash, just go to bizwomenrock.com and look up Kim. Go search for Kim. You'll find her right away. Um, So many great takeaways in that conversation. Uh, Number one for me was the, like, take the time to apply for awards. But if you don't win them, ask for a debrief. That was mind-blowing for me. I don't think I really expressed during the interview how mind-blowing that really was. Um, but it, it's really amazing. I mean, what you can, we all know that, like what you can learn from your, you know, uh, your, I don't want to call them failures, but literally like what your failures or your not successes. But specifically for that, I thought it was really amazing because it'll help you be able to better your company in general and be able to better position you for applying for the next year or what have you. So I thought that was brilliant. Um, I loved her strategy for using case studies of her own clients. And this is something that if you are a, uh, a service-based company and you're doing work for other clients, other businesses, this is such a great way to be able to do marketing without it being shove-in-your-face marketing. I mean, you can really just do case study after case study so other people who are looking on can see what brilliant work you do. I thought, And she does it very well, by the way, in my research. I had looked all over Facebook and everything, and she does a very good job doing that. Um, And lastly, of course, just her resilience was really, I mean, just awesome. And she had some really great quotes in there about resilience, which I loved. So I hope you learned a lot from Kim. I hope there's a lot that you can take away from this and go implement in your own business. And if there isn't something specific, uh, my hope is that there's at least, it gave you a spark of energy of like, you know what? Yeah, right on. I really identified with that. And just gives you a little bit more juice for your business journey, which is really why I'm here. So I hope you had a great time. If you love these interviews, make sure you share it with somebody. Make sure you share uh, with a friend, another businesswoman about Biz Women Rock podcast. I would be so honored for you to do that. 
All right. I hope you have an awesome day and we'll see you on the next episode.